What is going on, crypto family? So today we've got Rude on. That's right, Rude. I guess it would be rude if I said it wrong, but I'm sure he'll correct me here in a second when we bring him on. He's an ambassador for Unibright. So we get to learn about the corporate enterprise blockchain solutions that Unibright's bring into the world. And these are those types of projects I've been talking about for years now, how we really need these in the enterprise space for blockchain to take off over there. You know, last time we had uh, StrongBlock on, and I would imagine a lot more of these projects are gonna be coming out. So it's gonna be super interesting to see which ones are gonna be adopted. And we also learned some interesting facts about Rude himself, things like him training to be a monk and a tons more. So I had a great time, you know, speaking with them. I hope you enjoyed the chat. So let's go check it out. I'll quit rambling now. What is going on, Crypto Family? So today we have got Rude Hausman. Is that close? <laughs> yeah, Rude Hausman. It's okay, man. <laughs> so uh, at first I was pronouncing it Rud, but it's I, I was being rude because it's it's Rude. Yeah, uh, well, the way you said it the first, Rude. That's okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. So you're the ambassador and, and networking manager for Unibright, right? So yeah, you're, right. you're over uh, what part of the world? Uh, I'm in the Netherlands. I'm actually uh, close to the Hague in Scheveningen, which is near the beach. So I live very close to the beach, which is awesome. So is it? So what's the temperature like there, man? Is it like when you say near the beach? I mean, is it like for? I haven't been there yet. So is it for like ice fishing or is it for like surfing? What, what's the weather look like? Actually, we do have a surfer community here. That's one of the reasons why I came here. I just like the surfing didn't really catch on that well. But uh, yeah, there is a surfer community. The waves aren't that great. But it's uh, Scheveningen is basically if uh, where most of the people in Holland go if they want to go to the beach, which makes the Sundays which are warm pretty busy in here <laughs> gotcha man how's, yeah. how's the fishing you guys do any fishing out there there is some fishing so we have lots of nice fish in here but uh, as a vegetarian i uh <laughs> i uh, abstain from <laughs> that's right I'll, I'll eat the fish for you man <laughs> yeah, yeah man. <laughs> have a double a portion if you like there you go man so how, how'd you get into blockchain man what, what got you into tech uh, it's a interesting. Um, I was a teacher for a long time. I was a physics and math uh, and social studies teacher. So I taught like b uh, the all three subjects uh, at a secondary school. And at some time, I think I kind of got fed up with teaching. And I think that was about like two and a half, three years ago. And I was basically looking for some stuff to do. And by some accident, I just bought like my first 0.2 Bitcoin or something. And I was just curious. And I saw all these other coins and I was like, okay, so what do all these other coins do? What's Ethereum? And I started diving into the technology. And then obviously I've had the whole like 2017 boom. And, and I was just so caught up in all this stuff. So what's happening? And, and I just see it. For me, it was the first time I was actually early to something, some new technology that was just coming up. Like I was a little bit too young for the internet to really understand what's happening. But now we have the most amazing thing happening in our society uh, right now. And it's just unfolding right in front of us and we can be a part of it. And the more I started to dive into it, more and the more I got excited. And obviously I've had like, I invested some right projects at the right time. Uh, which turned out to be like, they went up very high, but I didn't cash out at the right time as we, <laughs> as most of us like, didn't really do. And, now but, um, and then uh, after some time, I was just investing in projects that I found interesting and uh, really diving deep into it. And then I found Unibright. So I'm not the founder of Unibright, but I found it. And I was really intrigued by what they tried to offer. So I was getting into like reading the white paper getting more interested. So at one point I just contacted uh, the team or like we started talking in a telegram chat. And I was just saying like, I like this project. I like this project a lot. And can I help you guys 
you know, bring it on the awareness. And then we decided that I would build this uh, ambassador team, which has grown quite a lot. And the ambassadors, basically, they can go to companies or enterprises, uh, talk about Unibright, connect us to like a big network, uh, but also can be ambassadors within the community. So, um, yeah, that's uh, what we basically set up. And that's how I started working. That was like about one year ago. And uh, yeah, the guys have been building pretty solid. So now we have a product which is ready, which is awesome because it doesn't happen a lot that a product is ready. And uh, yeah, that's how I landed into uh, Unibright. It's awesome, man. So you're not the founder, but you found them. And so now you become yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. a big uh, advocate and kind of ambassador for them to kind of help spread the good news. So Yeah, yeah. I go to conferences, things like that. And I try to connect to, to businesses in Holland. And in some way, we seem to have quite a, a large Dutch following. I think also because we have uh, about three ambassadors from Holland. And because we talk about our projects quite a bit, I get uh, invited to Dutch podcasts quite a bit and uh, yeah we have a large Dutch following so that makes it easier to connect to Dutch companies as well because yeah in Holland we have kind uh, kind of become like a household name in the crypto scene. Oh, very cool man. So yeah, what yeah. is it that um, you know Unibright kind of does in a nutshell for people to kind of understand what it is you guys do and what's uh, ready? Yeah it's uh, uh, we, we offer a blockchain solution which is very easy to work with for companies and I think it's maybe easier if, if, if I describe the picture as it is right now, which most, uh, for most companies, because right now, if a company basically wants to work with blockchain, they have to hire a blockchain developer uh, or a blockchain company. And the problem is that the, these form the translators constantly to translate everything that's happening on the blockchain to those people. And we have basically built a toolkit which is kind of like a workflow design toolkit where you design your workflow and that workflow translates it in a smart contract. So you don't need any coding skills to design smart contracts. And then what we basically do is we integrate uh, that digital toolkit, we integrate it into their IT system. So a company uh, has their own IT system. Most companies will likely not get rid of their old IT system. They would just keep on using it because they paid a lot of money for it. And we decided, okay, we built something. And what we do, we basically slide the technology into their IT system so that they can keep using their IT system. And um, there's monitoring tools as well, which means that the, basically it's, it's like a window to the blockchain. And the window is basically something that translates all the blockchain language, all the code, translates it into a visual easy to see dashboard and that's basically gotcha. what it is yeah, yeah it's pretty incredible yeah, yeah these are one of the things that i've been talking about for years that to get people into blockchain or corporations into blockchain you need something that's super simple and easy to where you don't have to be a developer or have to yeah, understand yeah. Blockchain works it's just kind of a plug and play so with with unibright what you guys are doing here what is the are each one of these blockchains going to be a private blockchain specifically you know curated for that corporation or for that business you know they can like pick whichever blockchain type they want like the the algorithm for instance yeah Does yeah. Be like a DPOS to the POW, like what, what does it need to be? Or can they pick what it is and what, uh, uh, what's the underlying yes. code base you guys are using? Uh, basically for us, it doesn't matter which blockchain it is. So we basically right now have integrated Ethereum, uh, NEM, Hyperledger, uh, EOS and Tolar uh, into our system. So we see us as blockchain agnostic. We take in any blockchain that comes along. And we've been approached, and that might be interesting, I can get in a little bit later, by Digital Assets. And Digital Assets is a large company. They received a lot of funding. 
and they were so interested in our toolkit. And they said, well, you've got EOS, you've got Ethereum, you've got Hyperledger. Why don't you take our DAML codes, DAML, and integrate that as well? And we need a partnership. So that's what we did. We have a partnership now with Digital Assets, which basically means that the companies that will be the clients of DAML can basically, DAML is a code, uh, a very easy to work with code from Digital Assets. It's a code language. And basically that code language is part of our uh, toolkit right now. So basically all the clients from Digital Assets can use our workflow designing tools to basically start working with blockchain. And the interesting thing that what you just mentioned, that's a big problem with most companies because right now there's a very select group of people and most of the companies right now that work with blockchain, they only have like three or four or five people that work with blockchain on an experimental phase. But what we made is something that 90% of the company can work with. So basically you get like someone from accounting, someone from production, they all can see what is happening on the blockchain. They can create their own smart contracts and they all can keep track of whatever is happening. And it's all connected to their own IT system so they can work with their IT system, you know, like as it's the comfort of their own home and work with that. So and it's working as a product. That's awesome. So this is a plug and play blockchain solution for enterprise type, you know, businesses that's yeah. available now? Yes, oh, wow. uh, we're working with a couple of clients. Uh, we're working with medical food tracing and uh, another pizza, like Canadian pizza franchise. And those two, we work with specific templates. And I forgot to mention that. We have about 10 templates that we work with. They're still not all finished, but we have already three templates working right now. And a template is basically a basis where you start with for a certain use case. For example, batch tracing, uh, track and trace. So you want to trace food. Where does it come from? Uh, what is it origination? And that's all made in one template. And the customer basically picks a template and he starts click and drag and click and drag. And that's how he designs his own smart contract according to his wishes. But with the base is already in the toolkit. And so somebody from accounting can figure this out if they have no blockchain experience? Uh, well, obviously, they need some guidance in the beginning. But the most important thing is it's basically they don't need coding experience. Obviously, someone cannot just go in and click and start. But if they know just like QuickBooks, just like QuickBooks, yeah. right? You, you, you could train anybody to use it, but you, know, you don't have to be a programmer to understand how to basically start using QuickBooks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if you remember the, the, the good old days when we were sitting behind a PC with a black screen and C double dot. Of course. And look, okay, so what am I going to do? And then suddenly you add Windows. And this is something like the transfer, like we will never know what to do. I mean, you're not a programmer, I think. I'm not a programmer, so I have no idea what to do if I start with, okay, what's Solidity? But if I see a screen and I have to click and drag and I know what workflows are and how the workflow works within our company, then I can set it up. Interesting, man. So can people like say, for instance, you know, you got Bob's auto parts. Yeah. So can he, you know, jump over to Unibright and try out one of your blockchains and say he wants to use it on EOS. So he wants to use the EOS blockchain. He could basically, how, how far along are you guys right now? So say for instance, uh, you said you had three templates. If would one template work close enough, you know, for Bob's auto parts and then would he be able to pick the blockchain he wants to use it on? Uh, yes. Uh, let's put it this way. We, we have Bob from the Oda shop. Bob has a pretty big company. Uh, he has accounting, uh, he has supplier. And for example, he has someone from production. I don't know. I just named something and he wants to know within the company, how everything goes. Then we have 
uh, we call it a multi-party approval template, which you, where you can take, for example, three, uh, uh, like accounting, production, and sales, for example. And they all have to agree on a certain, you know, decision, okay, if the product is ready to be delivered. So they design a smart contract, like three squares. I can actually show you the demo afterwards. And it's very easy because I can do it in five minutes. I can design that smart contracts with Bob, Chris, and Jimmy or something. I design it and then um, it, it gets audited automatically. And within 10 minutes, I have designed that smart contract. And it basically means that all those three parties will have to approve on a certain process. And then, for example, the delivery will happen, but only if the three parties have agreed on and they can agree by email, they can agree by even by text messages, but they can also agree within their own SAP or Oracle, whatever system they have. Incredible. And so what's the yeah. price tag on something like this look like? Uh, right now, it's really cheap because the token um, hasn't really like the, 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 the price of the token for the ICO was 14 cents. And now we've gone way below that. I'm not quite sure where I don't really keep the score that much, but I think we're between one and a half and two cents, something like that. So it's, you know, a little bit more than one tenth of the ICO price, which makes it very easy for companies to jump in. So if you know Bob and Bob really wants to work with blockchain, give him a call and then we'll connect him and we'll build this uh, blockchain solution and we can build it right now because we're finished. Uh, Well, you know, is it ever finished? But um, yeah, so that's what we do. And, you know, uh, we try to always find people that want to, you know, start building their solutions. Incredible, man. We'll make sure to get the uh, the link out there for people to go find it. But then yeah. uh, more more about you, man. So do you have any uh, hidden talents or skills that the world doesn't know about? You said you're, you know, were a teacher and you were teaching three different subjects at the same time before you found, you know, blockchain and crypto. Yeah, yeah. So do you have any hidden talents or skills, man? Maybe you're, a, I don't know, some kind of a windsurfer. Or maybe you're a, a trained ballerina. I don't know, something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I was always very interested in physics and I think I kind of like, I have a passion for physics in such a way that I kind of was so curious when I learned about quantum physics and energy that I started to quit my job and my study and went to India to study Buddhism and, oh, wow. uh, and meditation. So that's kind of like an interested interest that I have. Did you learn how to make the beer? Did you, learn, did you learn how to make the beer? Uh, or was that monks? You know, you know, the monks, they have that special beer that they make. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I think that's, that's more in Germany. You know? like, and then the, the Buddhist monks, they don't drink beer. They don't drink alcohol. But uh, yeah, it was uh, very exciting stuff. So I like traveling. I have my dog here. So I go to the beach with my dog quite a lot. What kind of dog? He's sleeping right now. If you want, I can get him along. But he's kind of like a mix uh, from Spain. Um, I think he's a, he's an adoptive dog. So there's a lot of street dogs in Spain. So I got him from there. Very cool. Yeah. My dog is asleep right here at my feet. So yeah. (laughs) Awesome, man. So what's a, maybe what's a talent or skill you don't have that you wish you did? Uh, In the beginning, I thought I would really love to learn programming. I think in the future, I I might want to do this for a couple of years because I have such a passion for this new technology. And especially what I like about blockchain is the fact that it's, it's a possibility of a more transparent society. And um, I kind of like that in a way, uh, and especially the financial system. We need something else. And I think that's one of the things that I had as a teacher, like the current way that teaching goes. We give the students information. They have to memorize it and then write it down, and we give them a grade. That's, that's not my system. I, don't, I think it has to evolve. And what I find interesting about this technology, it's basically 
the evolution of, of our financial system, but also of our whole trading system, is, is, it's evolving right in front of our eyes. I mean, the fact, uh, I mean, for the people that are watching, if you get to know blockchain, I mean, it's the same with internet in 1994, where we had no idea how big internet will be. But now we talk about trustless and the whole way that commerce is being done, you know, like I, I don't trust my, my associate or I don't trust my, you know, the company that I work with. And that's why I have a contract. But the great thing about smart contracts is you don't need that. I mean, there's no trust involved. It's just simple facts. And that's what I find exciting. Indeed. Yeah. And you're right about the education system. They need to understand, not memorize, right? That's one of the big problems with the education system. You, yeah, you man. saw that it's like, just because you memorize something doesn't mean you know it or understand it. it just means you exactly. memorize a bunch of words. So yeah. 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 And, and, and that's what I found as well, because like after spending such a long time in meditation, like there's so much strength and power in the mind and there's so much more that the mind can do. And by basically memorizing letters in a certain order uh, you know just words it doesn't do anything it's just uh, it's there's no wisdom involved it's just regurgitation so that you can find a job somewhere we need some more wisdom we mean we need some more compassion but even the word compassion isn't even taught at school yeah understanding that's it so what's uh, uh, what's yeah. maybe a book that's been you know important to you that maybe you think other people should read as well i think one of the books that got me inspired in the beginning uh, was the power of now and the new earth by eckhart tolle uh but also i'm i'm very interested in old technologies and, and old society so i kind of like books by graham hancock i think he was on joe rogan not too long ago uh he basically looks at ancient civilizations and if there have been any cataclysms or something that, uh, you know, um, old civilization that we have no awareness of. So I'm always curious how things work, uh, as we say in all the like under the carpet. So the things that are not really into society, but I'm always curious to everything. And that's what excited me about blockchain as well, man. That's interesting, man. So what was your biggest takeaway from the book? Did you, did you talk about any kind of civilization or something we don't know about that was really there that he may be unearthed and showed, you know, Rogan? Uh, well, the, the interesting thing is like, uh, in, in, in the United States, for example, you have the Clovis society, right. Or like uh, the Clovis people. And right now they are uncovering some sort of, uh, and I think only recently, a couple of years ago, they seem to have found like a crater in Greenland, um, that would, would have caused like 12,800 years ago, a large cataclysm that wiped away some civilization that might have lived. In, um, in the United States or in the Americas, which is very interesting. Uh, I would recommend the talk with Joe Rogan and Graham Hancock. It's very interesting. It sure, yeah. shows a lot of evidence, also physical evidence for large floods that would have happened in, in the US, which makes them believe that there was actually like 24,000 years ago, there were already people in South America and they find all these excavation sites in the Amazon right now because <laughs> this new Brazilian prime minister is basically cutting off the whole Amazon, but they keep on uncovering new sites where they see cities um, being taken out of the jungle, well, not taken out of the jungle, but being uncovered, uh, which were a lot larger than they thought. This is very interesting stuff. Yeah, incredible. Another thing too is, you know, a lot of stuff's just right there in the Bible you can read, but if you look at the way that they, they date things, they've got the dating yeah. all wrong. So we don't know if it's 24,000 years ago or 
20 or 2000 years ago, right? But because you being a teacher, you probably know the, you know, some of the flaws in the way that they actually carbon date things and all the different elements that are used there and how they can't, I mean, basically you go get petrified wood and say that it's 10,000 years old, but I can make it in like a month. So there's, there's all kinds of interesting things that, that I found, you know, through reading and whatnot about like what you're talking about there, how, you know, they're unearthing all these different things and they're saying, oh, it's 20,000 years old, but really maybe it's only 2,000 years old or something like that. So mm. I'll definitely check that out, man. But uh, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, my favorite movie. I think I'll go for Pulp Fiction then. Pulp Fiction, not classic. Yeah, yeah. Tarantino. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, uh, I can memorize every line. Well, and you? <laughs> My favorite movie? Uh, I'd probably be uh, either the original Boondock Saints or Super Troopers uh, or maybe Tombstone. Those are probably like my top three if I had to okay, yeah. randomly throw them out there for you. But what's, yeah, your favorite, yeah. what's your favorite line from the movie? Um, probably Ezekiel 25.17. It's just like something in some way I memorized it and was just like, the look on Samuel, uh, Jackson, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's face when he's just like memorizing all that. And I like the whole discussion in the car. Um, uh, also, one of the things like Reservoir Dogs, when they're sitting there at the beginning having this discussion about like Madonna and like a virgin, you've got this like uh, the, 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 the gangster boss sitting at the back, Toby, Toby Wong. it's just hilarious and i just love tarantino's dialogues and uh, it's just awesome yeah you just came out that new movie with uh dicaprio and brad pitt i forget the name of it yeah 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 once upon a time and once upon a time in hollywood or something like that that's right yeah yeah yeah. have you watched it well you haven't watched it right i haven't seen it yet no my son's he he saw it he said it was great so i'll have to one of these one of these days make some timing i'll probably wait till it comes out on you know tv or something but i'll get to it but uh all right last question so if you had a time machine so you got a time machine. You can go forward in time as far as you want, or you can go back in time as far as you want, but you have to stay there. Hmm. When and why? No doubt. One thing, uh, Bodh Gaya, 2,550 years ago, the place where Buddha got enlightened. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to think about that. That's where, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the place where I want to be. Love it. Right underneath that tree. Uh, well, no, not right underneath that tree because he's sitting there, obviously. But the moment that he uh, <laughs> makes his realization, I just give him some time, give him a couple of weeks. And then I say, look, let's, uh, let me be your first student. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, my friend. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'll get these uh, links out to Unibright so people can find you guys. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you. Hopefully one of these conferences, either you know on your side of the world or, or on my side. So I'm sure we'll meet up yeah. with you. If, if people want to keep an eye out, because uh, there's something called Libra Camp coming soon, and I'm sure you've heard of Libra as well. And most of people think of, of Libra, of, uh, but Libra is actually uh, like a blockchain, and sure. they have a code, and we integrated the Move code as well. Uh, but there's going to start like a huge Libra Camp with uh, about like 80 startups right now, and we reached a partnership with Libra Camp. So lots of startups will be basically building their solutions on Unibright on Libra, which will be very interesting. And uh, so I recommend everybody to keep their eye out for the next couple of weeks for all the news considering Libra camp, because it will be uh, kind of big. Facebook is everywhere. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We're blockchain agnostic. So we just see a code and we integrate it. (laughs) Awesome. My friend. Well, Hey, it was great being you. Great hearing about all the cool stuff that you guys are doing and and also hearing about you, man. So yeah. Nice to talk to you, man. Yeah. All right. Well, God bless. And I'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Bless you, man. 
Welcome back, everybody. Huge thanks to Root. Appreciate you coming on, telling us about yourself and all the cool stuff Unibright's trying to do. Just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beatles shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is a co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading View Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right. God bless you. Love you. Till the next one. Talk to you soon.